With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Transition offensively. Morgan Riley back. McDavid beat him. Rich shot score. Beautiful move. Connor McDavid danced around Morgan Riley. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by Cam LLP Injury Lawyers. Representing injured people in Edmonton and across Alberta since 1962. On the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 630 Chad. Alright, Edmonton Oilers forward Zach Cassian has been suspended two games for the altercation with Matthew Kachuk on Saturday. That will be our primary topic this evening and of course I am happy to hear from you. You can call or text 780-496-0063 in about a minute you'll hear the suspension video put out by the National Hockey League. James Neal with some very strong comments today and Matthew Kachuk commented before the Flames game today in Montreal which the Canadians lead 1-0 early in the second period. Also in the second 1-1 Islanders and Rangers. Bruins up 3-1 on the fly and the Capitals lead the Hurricanes 2-0. Ovechkin, both goals, 28 on the season. He's passed Tamu Solani on the all-time goals scored list. Ducks and Blues just getting underway. We'll also keep an eye on the NCAA Football National Championship game tonight between Clemson and LSU. We'll talk a little bit about this uh, massive penalty dished out to the Houston Astros for stealing signs leading up to their 2017 World Series. We'd talk, probably be talking uh, more about that tonight if not for the situation here with Cassian. The Oilers' next game is tomorrow as they will host the Nashville Predators. It's on 6.30, Chad, with the face-off show at 5.30, and the game will be at 7. So Cassian won't play tomorrow. He won't play on Saturday, the matinee against the Arizona Coyotes. Then the Oilers have their bye week combined with the All-Star break. So he's back on Wednesday the 29th at home against, you guessed it, Matthew Kachuk and the Calgary Flames. Rick has already called in. Rick, I am going to get to you right away, but I just want to get this. uh, I might as well play this for everybody. came out within the last hour. I don't know if you had a chance to hear it yet. Usually I would cut this up, but because it involves an Edmonton Oiler, um, I, I will play the whole thing. This is the audio of the explanation of the Cassian suspension that was put out by the NHL Department of Player Safety. Saturday night in Calgary, Oilers forward Zach Cassian was assessed a double minor and a 10-minute misconduct for roughing Flames forward Matthew Kachuk. As the video shows, the puck is cycled down low along the boards to Cassian, who corrals the puck and takes it behind the Flames net with Flames defenseman Mark Giordano defending. Kachuk comes down from his position guarding the point 
and delivers a hard check to the shoulder of Cassian, which knocks him to the ice. Cassian gets back to his feet and begins looking to get to Kachuk, who has been shoved into the boards by Oilers forward Connor McDavid. Cassian attempts to grab Kachuk, who is focused on following the puck up the ice for an offensive chance. Cassian grabs it by the collar from behind, takes him down to the ice, and throws a series of forceful punches directed at the head of Kachuk, who is an unwilling combatant. This is a violation of Rule 46.2, serving as the aggressor of an altercation, which states, The aggressor in an altercation shall be the player who continues to throw punches in an attempt to inflict punishment on his opponent, who is in a defenseless position, or who is an unwilling combatant. It is important to note that at no point does Kachuk have an opportunity to square up, drop his gloves, or do anything other than attempt to protect himself from the punches being thrown. Cassian grabs Kachuk by the collar and begins throwing punches, pulling him to the ice on multiple occasions and not stopping until the officials separate the two. Cassian acknowledges he was seeking retribution for this hit and previous hits thrown during the game. While we acknowledge his frustration, Players are not excused from grossly violating league rules in retribution or retaliation for hits thrown on them, legal or otherwise. To summarize, this is serving as the aggressor in an altercation. Cassian has been suspended twice in his 510-game NHL career. The Department of Player Safety has suspended Zach Cassian for two games. All right, so that's the entire video. I should have cut off the sound effect. Sorry, guys. That, that's that's the entire suspension video put out by the NHL Department of Player Safety. Almost four years ago in March of 2016, Darnell Nurse got three games for going after Roman Polak and being called the aggressor in a fight in which uh, Polak was more involved in, in trying to, to fight back, which is interesting here. Uh, look, I, I don't think the NHL could turn a blind eye to what Cassian did, regardless of what it was in reaction to, he was throwing all those punches. So I'm not surprised Cassian got suspended. I think the more interesting discussion is about the type of hits that Kachuk was delivering, how the Oilers deal with this player in the future, and how the league deals with these sorts of situations in the future too. Cam from Mill Woods texting in. He says, I have an unpopular opinion, Reed. Kachuk did what he's paid to do. The code is not in the rules of hockey, and Cassian took the bait. And no, I'm not a Flames fan, just a pragmatist. That's Cam from Mill Woods. Moe says, Reed, listening to the NHL explanation was an absolute joke. We know Kachuk is a coward, and it's noteworthy. Not one guy in the Flames did anything during or after the fact. The incident has to be what brings the Oilers together as a team like we haven't seen in many years. Anything less means Franklin the Turtle wins. Can't wait for the 29th to come. Well, and that is an interesting thing. I mean, how do the Oilers deal with this? How do they uh, How do they, uh, How do do they? they act towards this player in the future? How do they not... Uh, I, I mean, Cam texted in and said the Oilers took the bait. Dave Tippett, the head coach of the Oilers, said today he didn't like the hit, and I'll play some of his audio later on, said today he didn't like the hit, um, but he also would have loved if they killed off the penalty and maybe weren't even shorthanded. Interesting to note, there, were, there was something else uh, put together today regarding this, uh, this whole incident. The flaming sea turtle makes his home in Calgary but can be spotted on frozen surfaces all over Canada and the United States. 
He can be recognized by the number 19 on his shell. The flaming sea turtle will often sneak up on prey. He's known for quickly retreating into his shell after he attacks. While he can appear aggressive, the flaming sea turtle is actually quite timid and likely wouldn't survive for long in the wild. This generation of the animal is considered to be less noble than its predecessor. For a more complete story of the flaming sea turtle, why not contact the Canadian Wildlife Service in Ottawa? Well, that takes me back. It's a hinterland who's who, Kellen Kennedy, on the flaming sea turtle. What a treat. I love those. Those were oh, great. This, there's a lot of people paying attention to this, including Rick on line one, 780-496-0063. Hey, Rick, go ahead. Yeah, how much time are you going to give me? Well, not the entire show. <laughs> okay, so uh, here, here's where I begin. And from the marketing perspective, who is your market? Who is your market? I mean, you've got a great show, and I, I listen to your show, but guess what? I'm born and raised in Edmonton. I could become, you know, the Habs are my team, but, you know, that goes back to the age of four. But I'm an Edmonton Oiler fan. You know, I've had relatives that have played on the team, and I, you know, I support the team in a, in a mediocre way. But let me tell you why. You know, your, your show caters to the hockey fan. So you're, you're getting on I don't know how many 10-year-olds are, are texting into your show. So let me ask you this question. Who, who is the market that the uh, NHL is trying to appease, attract, or sell to? Who are they trying to sell to? I'll tell you what, here, let me go further. I'm a hockey fan, and I don't pay to go and watch the Eminent Oilers play. Let me tell you why. It, it's more about entertainment than it is about hockey, and I'm a traditional hockey fan. So when I watch hockey, I got an idea. This is just an idea. Why don't we put eight refs on the, on the ice? Okay, why don't we just go to photo photo refing? Okay, I mean that's how bad this game has become. Is is Kachuk is I, I don't I'm way past the coward part. But you know what? That's that's boarding. That's rushing. That's a penalty. Three ways to Christmas. That's a penalty. Now keep in mind, I'm a hockey fan talking to you about hockey. Gary uh, Bedman is, um, uh, you know, who's the who's the player that cried foul on the Calgary coach, and Gary Bedman rushing to his aid to appease to appease him. Now, listen, this is a whole marketing scam. This whole thing, and uh, at the end of the day, I'm a hockey fan, and I'm upset because Cassian did the right thing. And you had two referees on the ice, and you have Colin Campbell and his department that are that are going to what appease the popcorn buyers at the hockey game so they can watch video games. I'm a hockey fan. I want to watch hockey. Cashian did nothing wrong. Kachuk could have should have got the penalties. Kachuk should have got two games for hit them in the helmet twice. I Rick. mean, this is this is this is absolutely embarrassing on the NHL to a hockey fan who pays for a seat that goes to a hockey game. Rick, I appreciate another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. I'm a hockey, I'm a hockey right. fan, and I, I won't pay to go to a game. Rick, you've delivered your message very passionately. I appreciate you calling, buddy. Talk to you again, okay? okay. You bet. Yeah, bye. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by Cam LLP Injury Lawyers, representing injured people in Edmonton and across Alberta since 1962. All right, good to have you tuning in tonight. Here's a name from the past. Danny Machocha hired as general manager of the Montreal Alouettes today. Dave texting in, he says, Reed, do the Oilers start leaning on Calgary star players to get Kachuk under control? Another texter says, how do the Oilers react? Firstly, we run the coward as many times as possible with the same kind of totally legal hits. This texter puts totally legal in quotes. And secondly, we haymaker them on the scoreboard. Bonus points for using haymaker as a verb to that texter. But I I think there's some wisdom to what that person is writing in. If the NHL is identifying Matthew Kachuk's hits as legal then the Oilers should go out against the Flames, and the guys who usually deliver hits uh, have to deliver those hits against Flames players. Now, easier said than done. I mean, Kachuk is is a very good all-around hockey player. He has the speed and size to deliver those hits, but the NHL has said they're not punishable. The referees in that game said they weren't punishable, and the league came out after the fact and said they're not punishable with with fines um, or suspensions. So the Oilers need to say, okay, if that's where the line is, we'll go to that same line. Now, again, easier said than done. It's easy for me to say hitting, uh, sitting in a radio studio, studio or for you guys to say, you know, driving around or listening at home. But, I mean, that's the mentality I think you have to have in pro sports. If the, if, if the Oilers went into that last game thinking those types of hits aren't legal, well, now they've been clearly told by the NHL they're legal. And then if they're penalized next time, then, you know, then you can really push the league on it. Harry on line one at 780-496-0063. Hey, Harry. Hey, Reed. Uh, thanks for taking the call. Uh, your, your point was actually really good. I was thinking about that, but I think the problem for the Oilers now going forward is some kind of weird double jeopardy because the league and the referees are going to be watching for plays against Kachuk now. True. And everything's going to come under bigger scrutiny. So whereas Kachuk got away with, you know, nobody paying attention to his two or three hits in the last game, now everybody's going to be watching casting when he comes back. Um, If I looked at it from another way, when you asked a question like, what would the Oilers do? Sadly, I don't think that they're going to do much. I mean, when you take a look at us on the defensive end, we don't really challenge players. We kind of chase them around the outboards, but we don't really take the body unless we're pinning somebody. I think, you know, with Kachuk entering our zone, if we have defensemen who can stand up and deliver clean checks on him there, that's great. But I think if Cassian goes near him, we're going to have problems. The last thing I'd say, sorry, I don't want to take up too much time, is you could kind of see this coming because, Kachuk did this, what, was it two years ago that he did kind of the same thing with uh, Cassian? I think it was. I think was that it, one was early last season. Yeah, and then Cassian year. tried to fight him at center ice and that it didn't go anywhere. Yeah, you yeah know, no, I, Harry, you make a really good point, and I, I, called, uh, I called three or four guys I know that used to play in the NHL, and I said, yeah. look, I'm, just, I'm, I'm not going to quote you, but I just want your perspective for the show. And, and one former NHL defenseman I talked to 
said, you know, it's, it's, you, he said, I know what Kachuk is trying to do. Like, it's a very aggressive borderline hit. And then this gentleman also said, having said that, he played the Oilers like a fiddle, and the Flames got the game winner on the power play. 100%. I think the only solution right now is a GoFundMe campaign to encourage Drew Doughty to take him out. <laughs> well, that could happen. <laughs> I don't think the Kings are going to the playoffs. So, yeah, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, and I know somebody, like a couple guys called in, to Rob and I on Saturday and said, well, you got to try to end Kachuk's career. Well, you can't do that. I mean, you can't put your own no. career and livelihood. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to be known as a whoever, some of the guys that have been in situations like that. But, you know, that's the interesting thing about sports. Like, sometimes the guys who cross the line do get away with it. As much as we'd like to say, well, you know, there's refs and there's video and every everything's seen, sometimes it pays to to step over that line. And, and honestly, I think it paid off for Kachuk. And again, that's why a lot of Oilers fans were saying Saturday night, hate him, would love a player like that with, with that attitude. Now, again, how do the yeah, Oilers yeah. react? I, I hear what you're saying. It's it's easier said than done just to go out there and retaliate with body checks. And now you're right. Everybody's going to be watching that game in two weeks. Any little thing that looks like it's going to boil over, the refs and linesmen are going to jump in right away. Um, did you by chance hear, was there anybody other than Paul Stewart who made a comment on this? From an ex-official like any, standpoint? Any, yeah. Uh, I didn't see one, and, and I'm going to read some of his stuff later on, but I want to get you guys in, and Matthew Barnaby's coming up after the news here. Awesome. Thank you. Okay, thanks, Harry. And also, we'll get to Adam here, 780-496-0063. Hey, Adam, thank you for calling. Hey, Reed. How you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Hey, um, I want to say one thing. I was just calling to elaborate on, well, off on, uh, I believe it was Rick's comments. Thanks for re- 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 reiterating what type of a sports fan he was. But I don't understand. Uh, also, sorry, Harry, your previous caller made some really good points. He, he kind of sounded off for me there. I'm, uh, basically, the way I'm looking at it, I was watching the game with the wife, and I saw Cassian take a good hit from Kachuk, and I said, well, that was a pretty nice one. And then I saw the hip to the head there beside the oiler net. That was the one I thought. I honestly thought Cassian wasn't going to be coming back in the third. I thought maybe they would do the misconduct they'd take to concussion protocol because he took her pretty good to the face there. So what I saw, including on the third hit, was it they looked fairly clean to me. Sure, yeah, he was targeting them. But on the other hand, you got to admit, we love when Cassian targets other players too. I'm not saying he's doing it in a dirty way, but I love it when he lays yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's not an angel. That's fair, yeah. No, and, and let's look history-wise. I'll say this. For Kachuk, I'm playing the devil's advocate here. I can't stand him at all, but I would love to have him on the Oilers. That guy gets under people's skin. And uh, further, to, sorry, my, I'm, I'm rambling here. My, my last point is, sure, we'd love to see the Oilers smoke him, smash him. I don't like to talk about ending his career. But in terms of targeting him or trying to hit him, he, they can't. He gets out of the way. He plays his game and he plays it smart. He gets in and he gets out. Sure, he turtles and he's he's a weasel, and I'd love to see him get stroked out. And if he went toe to toe, but we all know that's not going to happen. So. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. He's he's an excellent hockey. I mean, wasn't he sixth in the NHL in scoring or something like that? Yeah, years ago. Like he's he's a very good player. And, he got the talent. He could throw his weight around too. Like those were some good, those were good hits. If Cassian yeah. threw those hits. We'd be I, I, lauding him. I, I feel like this is. You know, it's similar to what we talk about in in in, in the summer. When Mike Riley got hit late, you hated it, 
But when he went to yep. the BC Lions, you didn't mind the odd roughing the passer penalty. <laughs> you catch yourself rubbing your hands together with an evil grin on your face. Eh? Yeah, you're right, man. That's that's so, the yeah, beauty so, of it. Like, I, I'd love. I, I can't stand the kid. He's a weasel the way he plays. But man, is he good at what he does? I got to say that, and I hate, it pains me to say it. But then you know what? Cassian, he'll he'll uh, hopefully he can catch him with his hat down. But I think the way Chuck plays, he's he's a pretty heads up kid because he knows the whole league's pretty much gunning for him. So all right, thanks, Adam. Thanks very much. Have a good night. Big man Sam writes in. He says, Kachuk the new Claude Lemieux, except he disappears in the playoffs. Time to focus on Giordano, Monaghan, and Goudreau getting their faces and stir the pot. We will have plenty of time for your continued reaction as we go along. I still want to get to those James Neal comments. The, um, I almost said uh, Patrick Stewart. The Paul Stewart. I actually would like to hear from Patrick Stewart on this. From Paul Stewart as well and Matthew Barnaby when we get back. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by Cam LLP Injury Lawyers, representing injured people in Edmonton and across Alberta since 1962. All right, so it's a two-game suspension for Zach Cassian. Won't play tomorrow, won't play Saturday. He returns on the 29th against the Flames. The hype already building for that game. It's 16 days away. Canadians up 1-0 on Calgary late in the second period. Also late in the second, Rangers lead the Islanders 3-1. Bruins up 5-3 on the Flyers. Capitals with a 2-0 edge on the Hurricanes. Blues and Ducks tied 1-1. That game is in the first period. 780-496-0063 is how you can call or text. Your reaction will... uh, continue here just also a quick note the Oilers are going to have an open practice and autograph session at West Edmonton Mall on Monday the 27th the practice will be at the Ice Palace between 3:30 and 5 then there will be autographs at various locations from 6 to 8 throughout West Ed this is going to be on Monday the 27th and uh, the Oilers are going to be or if you go as a fan you'll be able to have one item autographed per player can either be a personal item that you bring with you or a player photo supplied at each table. So there's something to keep in mind. Chuba Hubbard from Sherwood Park will return to Oklahoma State University next season. The 20-year-old running back who led the NCAA with 2,094 yards will not go into the 2020 NHL draft. Chuba Hubbard, outstanding local story. And, uh, yeah, you've probably seen the stuff, and we'll probably get more into this uh, on Wednesday because we have a lot on Cassian today and a lot to get to. Uh, The Houston Astros, their coach fired, their GM fired. They've lost draft picks for the next two years, all because they were stealing signs. In the uh, primarily in the 2017 season, when and not just stealing signs, doing it electronically, and they had a system pan- planned out and, and all this kind of stuff. So uh, they're in big trouble for that. Five million dollar fine too. All right. So uh, quickly here, one of James Neal's comments from today after practice about the Kachuk Cassian incident. I, I don't understand it, and then for him to come out after and uh, for him to come out after and say say he's in the if he doesn't want to get hit, stay off the tracks, but. Those those aren't the tracks. It's, he's he's picking a puck off off the wall on a on a rim, and he's engaged in a battle with another with a defenseman. And he's focused on taking the puck to the net, and he has a winger come 
10 feet out of position and, and try to take his head off. So I don't, I don't understand what he's saying. Stay off the tracks. It's just ridiculous. All right, you'll hear uh, more from James Neal as we move along tonight. We'll have Kachuk's comments from before today's game in Calgary. Reed Wilkins with you on Inside Sports and pleased to be joined by former NHLer, now with Sirius XM NHL Network. It is Matthew Barnaby. Matthew, welcome back to the show. How are you doing, sir? I'm great. Uh, headed to Mexico tomorrow morning, so getting out of the Canadian winter, but I'm great. Thank you, uh Again, for having me on. Well, I always enjoy having you on. I, I feel like I maybe should apologize because we only have you on when something like this happens. We'll try to have to have you on when there's unicorns and rainbows everywhere next time. But uh, <laughs> that's, that's how it goes sometimes. Uh, you, you know, you, you just heard the James Neal uh, comment, and he wasn't happy about it. Did anything strike you in, in Neal's reaction there? He was probably the most outspoken oiler today. No, I mean, you love a guy that's defending his teammate and understandably. So I didn't like the Matthew Kachuk hit, even though I don't think it's a suspendable offense. I still think it's predatory. And I think, you know, he was looking to do damage on Zach Cashin. And in the end, Zach snapped after getting come at three times. And, you know, sometimes uh, you need to lay the law down. I think that's what happened there. And I think he'll look at the suspension, even though he did deserve to be suspended because we can't accept what Zach did in the end. If the NHL teams, what Kachuk did was legal, then you just can't start beating up someone in the era that we're in. But uh, I think that's, uh, he'll look back at it, two games that he got and the fine that he got. I think he'll think it's uh, very well spent. It's, uh, and look, I know whenever we we have you on, like you play, like, you were a guy who could agitate at times if if you wanted to. Do you think, but again, like things have changed a little bit. Was Kachuk like way over the line with those hits in your mind? Was he just trying to test what the Oilers would do? I know you can't necessarily get in his head, but when you see Kachuk delivering those types of hits that, as some Oilers said today, they're kind of discouraging in the NHL these days. I mean, do you really fault Kachuk at this, or how do you look at his actions? Well, I, I probably would have done what Kachuk did in the day, and I probably would have done what Kajan did. So I, I've been on both sides, and I've also been the guy to turtle after doing something uh, to try to draw the penalty uh, for the team. To me, the most important thing in any game is the two points. Now, where I think I might differ from some guys that are, you know, agitators, uh, pests out there, is that I would always, at some point, answer the bell. It might not be in that game, and it might not be in the game after, but I would feel an obligation to answer for what I did, or at least uh, feel that I, you know, owed that to whoever. Uh, but in the moment, in the game, it's about the W. Um, was it was it over the line? The NHL didn't think so, but we all know anyone that's been in there. He did come out of position. Uh, not a position that a winger normally comes down to to deliver hard, hard hits to a player that's really defenseless. So, yes, he's he's right on the line. He's right on the border of being dirty. But, again, the, the NHL defined this or deemed this clean hit, so we have to take what they said and, and run with that. 
I love how you say you've been on both sides of it and that you've, you 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 turtle it sometimes to try to get the power play and the two points. So 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 you've lived this and and you've lived it I suppose situationally dependent on on what your team needed at the time. Matthew Barnaby joining us tonight on Inside Sports. So the next game is going to be the 29th. Cassian's going to play. Well, before I ask you about what might happen in that game, I mean, the NHL knew the schedule. Do you think there's any sort of message here by them saying, you know what, we maybe could have made it three games and avoided that for, avoided that that showdown? We're going to let them play in that game? Is Can we read anything into that from the Department of Player Safety? Um, I, I, I don't think so. In talking with them and reviewing the hit, and we can look at Nurse a, a couple of years ago on, on, on Pollock, um, you know, I think one to three is the norm. I think they probably look at, you know, Kachuk's hit and, and know that it was probably borderline and you might have someone snap because of it. So I think two's fair. I thought he might get three, but uh, I'm okay with two. I, I think that's a, a fair assessment of the play, knowing how it all transpired. So it certainly is going to make for must-see TV and radio when we go back and these guys do play each other again with him in the lineup. If I'm Zach Cajun, I'm going to play hard. Matthew Kachuk is still going to be the same. He's not going to really change the way that he plays. Um, so it's going to be an entertaining game. If I'm the Edmonton Oilers, if I'm Zach Cajun, I'm, I'm staying away from Kachuk. I'm going to hit him when I have the opportunity. I'm obviously not going to lose my cool but I'm also going after the Stars um, for the Calgary Flames. That's how I am going to let it play out. Uh, you you want to take cheap shots at me? Well, I'm going to play within the rules, but every chance I get to lay a lick on Johnny Gaudreau or Sean Monaghan or Lindholm, I'm going to take every opportunity. I might even go out of my way a little bit just to send a message to the Calgary Flames. All right, but but you mentioned there, you, you, if you were Cassian, you'd tell him stay away from Kachuk unless it's a normal hockey play. Like you wouldn't say line up against him right away, drop the gloves, try to grab him again. No, I mean, if you line up beside him and, and, and you want to back off and challenge, just, just don't take a stupid penalty. He, he, Matthew Kachuk will play the exact same way, and he's going to taunt him. He's going to try to suck him into a penalty again. I, I used to do it with Eric Lindros all the time. Anytime I played against him, I knew going into the game that I could get Eric to take a couple penalties. Now, I would fight him if the time came, but it was going to be on my terms. And I think that's Matthew Kachuk. I don't know if he ever will fight Zach, but I do know if he does line up against him, his first primary goal probably will be to suck Zach into another penalty and put the Flames on the power play because that's the most most important thing for a guy that plays like Matthew, who is a very good player as well, but to draw people into penalties, cash in on the power play, because he's usually the guy that's ending it on the power play. Uh, I, well, I, I'm glad you brought that up. Did you ever wind up fighting Lindros? And I'm not saying you're small, but he would have probably had three or four inches on you. Yeah, no, he, I did fight him um, and certainly tried to get into his head as much as I could. But yes, I ended up I ended up fighting him. Um, didn't do very well. He's a very tough guy, a very <laughs> big guy, and not only did I give up four inches to him, but I also gave up I think about sixty pounds at the time. So not 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 a great decision on my part. But it's something you felt like you said something you felt at some point you had to do. Yeah, it, it, for for me, 
you know, I, I turtled many a times to draw penalties, but in the end, I always felt like at some point I still had to answer the bell when the time was right from my side. Did you ever get the sense from any coaches or teammates that they didn't like it when you turtled? No, no, not at all. No, not, it was all about drawing penalties. And for me, I would tell guys specifically in between periods, I'm going to do this, and he is going to snap, whoever it may be. And I said, he's going to snap, he's going to jump me, and he's going to come after me, he's going to punch me. No one come in. I don't want anyone coming in to defend me. Let them get the two-minute, the four-minute, the five-minute, whatever it is. We'll capitalize on the power play, and at the right time, I will drop the gloves with him. See, Matthew, this is why I love having you on, because no current player is going to give the details of what you're telling me, right? And when you were when you were a current player, you probably wouldn't have been this revealing with any reporter coming into the dressing room about the mindset and the tactics you were using. No, because you don't want anyone to know what you're feeling and your tactics going in, right? So it's easier after it's all said and done, and now I can recount um, how it all played out or my mindset going in. But yes, no, I wouldn't have been as uh, forthright uh, with anyone uh, while I was playing because you wanted to keep it. Uh, if I tell you, I got to kill you. <laughs> That's right. That's a good point. Were you? Uh, what What did you think of some of the comments after the game? I mean, Cassian, um, you know, called him a word we're, we're not going to use on the radio, obviously, yeah. but it was it was pretty uh, pretty blunt. Called him a coward, and I mean, Kachuk basically called Cassian stupid. Like he basically said, if he can't get out of the way. I'm just going to keep drilling him over and over again, which is interesting, Matthew, because a lot of times in this day and age, you know, players know each other. They might share an agent. Maybe they were teammates in the past, yeah. and you get a lot of, well, I'm just competing, but I got a lot of respect for him. Like, you, did, you didn't hear them say they respect each other or they're going to brush it off after this game. No, and I think it's great for hockey. Rivalries are great, and we, and we have very little in today's day and age of that kind of rivalry where there's, general hatred and if you know i think matthew kachuk is solidifying himself with brad marchand as two of the guys that are most hated in the nhl but i love it i love the comments from zach Hajin after the game i love the comments from matthew kachuk even though i don't agree with kachuk and him being on the tracks i i've seen the tracks this wasn't being on the tracks this was going out of your way to get an unsuspecting and defenseless player and finishing a check on him. So I, I agree probably more with Kajan, but uh, again, Matthew Kachuk wins round one in the fact that he gets Zach suspended and he gets a power play goal or they get a power play goal while he's in the box. So uh, I'd say round one went to Matthew Kachuk, but in the end, everyone around the National Hockey League, fans included, absolutely love what Zach did in absolutely dummying Matthew Kachuk. Matthew, last one for you, and you were just telling the tales of, of how you tried to get under players' skins, uh, Lindros being maybe one you highlighted. So you played that role, but was there anybody that got to you, even though you knew darn well what they were doing, <laughs> that they were still able to get to you that way? No, not 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 where I'd snap, because I, I was always cognizant of what I did as a role and knew that you know guys were going to try to goat me and guys were going to you know, say words to try to get me off my game, but I would just laugh because I, I did it. I did it for a living. That This is what I did for 15 years. So I never really let anyone get to me, and I always said, there's going to come a time where the ref isn't looking or I'm going to get a chance to get you, 
And for me, um, a lot of times if, if a guy was doing something, I wouldn't go back after him because most of the times the, the heavyweights that I had to go against were much bigger, like uh, uh, Lindros. I was going to go after a guy on their team that was smaller and just tell him every time this guy's an idiot, uh, I'm going to go after your guys. I'm going to go after your smaller guys. Uh, why am I going to waste my time with him? So that's kind of how I approached it um, from the mental side of it. Matthew, awesome conversation. Thanks for the insight. It's always great to have you on Inside Sports, and thanks for doing this while you're getting ready to go someplace much warmer than Edmonton and many parts of the country. Have fun in Mexico. Awesome. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Keep up the awesome work. That is Matthew Barnaby checking in, former NHL player, now with SiriusXM NHL Network. And, yeah, he was a pest, and he knew he was a pest, and he, and he told you how he was a pest. And he came out and, uh, and said, I would turtle. If, if we needed a man advantage. And he said, I would tell my guys, I'm going to do this. We're going to hope the guy snaps. And if he has me down and is punching me, I'm going to turtle and we're going to take the power play. So very, uh, very measured, very, very uh, premeditated by Barnaby. And I think... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Some players who play that role, and I think uh, Kachuk is one of them. 780-496-0063. We'll catch up on your calls and texts. Brian, you're going to be first up when we get back to Inside Sports. Hi, I'm Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. David's birthday today. Oilers and Predators tomorrow at Rogers Place. Oilers home for two before they go into their break. NCAA championship game tonight. Five minutes left in the first quarter. Clemson leading LSU 7-0. Uh, this texter says, uh, here you are saying one minute that we shouldn't end somebody's career and then reading texts about how they should go after Goudreau and Monaghan. Cassian is not an angel, as you said. He's responsible for many dirty hits. Not long ago, hitting uh, McKinnon, Dillon, and Tavares. Some of these hits were borderline headshots. Wasn't he also responsible for breaking Gagne's jaw? That is a text to uh, 630-630. Well, okay, first of all, this texture says, here, you, here I am saying that we shouldn't end somebody's career and then reading texts about going after Goudreau and Monaghan. Texters, in my opinions, don't always match up. The text line is for people to write in what they want. I read them. doesn't necessarily mean I agree with them. And I don't think, when I'm talking about ending somebody's career, I'm saying you don't go out there and slash somebody on the side of the head or run them from behind where you could, you know, give them a serious back or neck injury or something like that. However, hockey is a physical game and it can be an aggressive game. And if body checking like Kachuk did on the weekend is deemed legal by the NHL, then the Oilers should not be hesitant to deliver those types of body checks. That's, that's all I'm saying. I mean, there's, there should be hitting in the game, which means there's going to be a risk of injury. I'm, I'm, I'm saying personally, you don't go out there and do something nutso, like attack a guy or cross-check him in the face. But if you can hit, hit him in a fashion that the NHL has deemed to be legal, based on Saturday, then they should do it. 
that, that's that's how I that's how I feel. I don't th- and yes, you know what? Cassian is not an angel, and Cassian uh, hit Gagne and with his stick and broke his jaw. He's done some very aggressive things as a member of the Oilers. I mean, I thought the game in St. Louis, and I know a lot of people disagreed with me, but I thought that game in St. Louis. Uh, he body checked someone after the whistle. I can't remember which blue it was. He body checked a St. Louis player, I thought, after the whistle and actually injured the player on the play. I think he might have returned to the game later. So, no, he's he's definitely not an angel. He has done borderline things himself, and, and he probably will in the future. So that's that's the sport. That's, that's the game. Uh, sometimes it's definitely ugly. Sometimes it goes into the gutter. I'm just saying in response to this, if they're saying those types of hits by Kachuk are legal, then the Oilers should not hesitate to deliver similar hits if they're available. I'm not talking about hits from behind. I'm not talking about elbows to the head or anything like that. that that's how I feel. I appreciate that texture. If you don't agree with me, no problem. Brian on line two. Go ahead, Brian. Deep breath, really. Deep breath. Yeah, go ahead, Matt. Uh, you know what? I, I totally agree with you as far as that the NHL has set a precedent now. And it to me, it's a scary precedent. You know, uh, I, you want to get rid of the fighting, but you don't want to get rid of the antagonizers. Right. And, and you know, there's going to be... I mean, I grew up from the with you know the Broad Street Bullies, the Big Bad Bruins, and did I do I condone bench clearing brawls? No. Do I con- do I enjoy the fighting? Oh, I'll be honest. Yeah, I like I like the odd fight here and there, but when it's a, a, an equal battle, now do I condone what Cassian did? No, I don't. Am I glad he did it? Absolutely, a hundred percent, because. When when it comes to guys like Kachuk and like Marchand, Avery when he was playing, you know it, it's I get it. Your job is to lead lead the other team into penalties. Esotikinen was that way too. But my my goodness, I mean these players. It's not like these are B or C grade players. These are these are players. You know, when we talk about Kachuk and talk about Marshawn, they've got talent. Yep. They don't need to be antagonizers or dirty players to help their team. And it's it, it it's going to turn around, and it's I'm gonna I'm, I I think it's gonna bite them in the rear end because it's going to get to the point exactly what you were saying that yeah, people are going to start going after Goudreau, going after Bennett, going after uh, uh, Giordano. It, it's just the NHL has set the precedent. Brian, it's always good to hear from you, buddy. Enjoy the game tomorrow, okay? Absolutely. Take care, Reed. That is Brian, 780-496-0063. Plenty more time for your feedback. I still have some tape from Oilers practice today. I still want to read uh, some of the Paul Stewart stuff as well. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.